Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Today you will hear a word which purpose is to introduce the kingdom, change generations, and create a Christian culture. So grab your Bible and prepare to be blessed by today's sermon. Hallelujah. Chapter 15 started off with verse 11. If you have it, say hallelujah. And it says, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to the father, father, give me the portion of good that falleth to me. And he divided unto them (laughs) his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and wasted his substance with righteous living. And when had spent all there, he arose, there arose a famine in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine to feed the swine uh, anybody ever grew up in the country and know what a, a hog pen is uh, shoot that picture up right quick I want you to see a hog pen shoot that picture up yeah yeah you see that Anybody ha- ever had the pleasure of taking slop to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you my granddaddy came and picked me up on the truck and made me get that slop. And we had to feed them. Now, talking about this young man, we can go back to the scripture. Talking about this young man, you know that he was a Jewish young man by reading the text. And Jews that have no dealings with swine. At all. No pork chops like we love. Whatever come from the pork. Bacon. Pig tails. Pig ears. Lord Jesus. They had no dealing with pigs at all. At all. So he already joined himself a citizen to a country he had no dealing with. Now, I want to go back with the text from verse 1 and start how, first of all, we look in this text and we see that it talks about Jesus is here talking about. When you said he had said, you're talking about Jesus. Jesus was telling them something called a parable. What is a parable? A parable is simply a story used to to alliterate or more a spiritual lesson. It is something that is told by Jesus. So he was telling them power about this young man or this young boy that wanted everything his daddy had. And this is a shadow of a father and a son relationship. Now what did he own, Elder Smith? As a young man, he ain't owned nothing. He was a child. His father owned everything. 
Let's, let's look at the text while I go ahead of myself. In this text, it's going to be talking about a few things that I want you to understand. And Pastor on last week dealt with something to talk about distractions. Y'all remember that? He talked about us being distracted. And, 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 and I looked at the word distracted for myself. It said distraction to be complete, confused of your mind. You're distracted of something. So now listen here. We said that the world offers us nothing apostle, but in the text we saw that this boy wanted to do more than what he was doing at his house. I got to understand what I'm saying. He wanted to do more than what he was doing at his house. So something drew him out there. Something made him leave his father's house. His comfort place. His place where he had, oh, 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 Lord. He, his place where he had three meals and a cart. He didn't have to worry about anything. He, he, he wanted to leave his father out because the terminology that we use in this text, it talks about three things. And this is what I want you to see first. This is what I want you to see first, Apostle. One thing I want you to see in the text is the first thing I want you to see, there was not even an argument. Does it say anything there? It says, and a certain man had two sons, and the younger said to, son said to them, Father, give me my portion that followed unto me. And the father divided. There wasn't even an argument. There wasn't even a fight. There wasn't even, th- he said, I want it. Now, in that, now, and let's talk in our terminology today. He was grown. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all going to talk to me in a few minutes. He, he started, okay, let me go to those. Y'all, y'all put those words up there for me. He, 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 he got grown. He was an adult. He was developing. He was growing up. He was mature. <laughs> so he thought. Oh, I, I, I like that. But then I also, I also like our words that we use, our words that we use as parents. Are you too grown for your pants? You begin to start smelling yourself. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Uh, you, you too grown now to listen? Huh? I can't tell you what to do? Huh? You know, when you get a certain age, you know, people can't talk to you all kind of way. I'm grown now. I'm grown. You can't talk to me all kind of way. I'm grown now. I put my feet on my own table. You can't talk to me all way. But there is something called respect. As long as I live, I'll be his father. Even when I die, I'll be his father. So at this point, this young man says to his daddy, I'm grown enough to tell you what I want to tell you that's on my mind, and I want mine. You want yours? What you work for? What do you do to accomplish the, but such a good father, such a good father that we have, he didn't even argue with him. The scripture says that, this is what he said, the scripture said he divided the the, the inheritance among, wow, I I wanted y'all to catch that. See, the other brother, and I can't go there. I told Elder Smith I really can't go there because he was something else. But he even got a blessing even with the young man standing up. He got all that he wanted right there. So God took it and divided among them. 
And not many days after that, he went out and he went to having a righteous or raunchy or crazy living. Righteous living. Or righteous living. Or righteous living. Do that mean, Joe? He was disorderly. Any of your children don't want to listen? You done told them something, they still don't want to listen? Now, I mean, I, I was that age before myself. My mama told me something, and I still didn't want to listen. Yes, sir. Or she unplugged the TV. Y'all will get that tomorrow. His life began to be chaotic. Loud, reckless, and wasteful. That's the kind of life he, began to, he wanted to do. And when we're grown, and when we're big enough, and we think that we can do what we want to do, that's what we do. There go another phrase. You can't tell me what to do. You don't live your life. I want to. Am I telling the truth anywhere? I used me when I got 16. I told my mom at 16, I don't repent it. I don't ask God to forgive me. I got a girl pregnant and she pregnant for me. Now, at that point, now, I was grown. And so I told my mom, I got a baby on the way. She said, but this is my house. She said, you're going to get out. And I sat down and thought about that thing. I ain't had nowhere to go. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I ain't had nowhere to go. So what I realized did, I saw that I couch and I shut my mouth. Because I, had, I realized she had the property, not me. Oh, you got to understand where your place is. When you think that you're grown enough, God has a way to remind you that you ain't grown as you thought. Put them hands together and give him praise. Good God Almighty. So here he gets to begin to go and take himself and join a country that he has no dealing with, no kind of lifestyle at all. He joined himself. And I love the way the Amplified Version says this here in verse, in verse 15. And it says he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country and, he, and he's in, in the fields. And the man sent in the field to feed the swine. Listen what Amplified says. So he went. And forced or glued himself upon one of the citizens. He forced himself in this man's life. Yeah, because all his money was gone. All his friends had done left him. See, you, you, you know, if you're the life of the party and you kicking out money, I mean, after that money gone and all the drinks are gone, they finna leave you, man. And he went out, and he went out into the country, and the man sent him and put him straight to work. See, see, he didn't have any more money now. You got to work for something. See, that's a key valid point to let y'all young people know you ain't going to get everything free. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing you got to work for. You got to work for what you want. Because it, the old story going, and I know, uh, all y'all know, the old story going, if somebody gives you something free, it does cost anyway. You don't believe that? If somebody gives you something, there's a cost behind it. 
So don't let nobody tell you, I'm going to give you this free and there ain't no cost behind it. Oh, God, especially you ladies, all going to talk to me today. Don't let no man tell you, I'm giving you something free and there ain't no cost behind it. Because there is a cost behind everything. Clap them hands and say, yeah. Good God of mine. I feel good this morning. So the Bible says here, now he joined himself to be a citizen. Now listen here, he glued himself to this man because he had no family. He had nothing else to deal with. He had nobody else to talk to. All his friends had done left him. Everybody he was bu- uh, bus sliding with had done left him. You know, all the body he was dancing with had done left him. All the parties he went to, they left him. All the cannon glasses, they had done left him. And now he's alone. And it is not until you get alone that you can hear from God. I'm trying to tell you today, you got to get in a place where you're alone and God can talk to you. When you all by yourself, ain't, ain't listen nobody here, nobody there, nobody in front of you, but you hearing from the God. Lord, put them hand together, okay, yeah. Give me a little more monster, Rico. And, and so what here, what we got to understand is that he joined himself there. He's not even a citizen of this country, but now he's willing to, or he's in a place where he gets to do something now. He, he, he got to do something because he has nothing, Joe. And, 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 and in this verse, he said, verse 16, and he would have faint, would have filled his belly with the husks of the swine did eat. And no man give unto him. And no man give. Have y'all. I, I showed you the pig pen. Show it again one more time. Show me the pig pen one more time. Hey, have you ever smelt slop? Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Have you ever smelt slop? You got to understand what slop was. Slop was a thing that they took a five gallon bucket. And they put, they put uh, rice in there. They put beans in there. They put corn in there. They put bread in there. They put greens in there. They put anything in there that came off the table that was called leftovers. They put all of that stuff in there and they took it to the hogs. You got to understand, he was at that point when he was getting ready to eat that kind of food. Y'all ain't going to understand. He was really messed up. He wanted to eat slop. He was hungry. In one verse, this said that mother, the, the Bible say he was hungry. Ooh. I have a question for you. Have you ever been hungry enough to eat slop? Have you ever been hungry enough that you know you didn't have a meal and you, you wanted to do what it takes to get a meal? Uh, come on, have you ever been in your mind setting that you say, I got to do what it takes to get this thing? I ain't got nobody to give me nothing to eat. I ain't got nobody to stand with me. Everybody's left me, but I want to let you know today. In this verse today, we will find out that the Father will never leave you. I mean, you got to understand this text. He will never leave you, nor would he forsake you. So he gets. In this verse, and he wanted to eat the, the swine stuff. Nobody could have nothing for him. And then he said, and when he came to himself, verse 17, he said, how many hard servants my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. Oh, my. Oh, my. Rico, go to the message 
version of that. I perish with hunger. That means uh, 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 son, he, he's so hungry that he was, he, he went past the smell. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. He went past the smell of the, of the slop and he was getting ready to eat it. I, good God Almighty. He wanted to eat that stuff. The message Bible says this here. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farm hands working for my father. Listen to this here. Sit down to three meals a day. You mean you left three meals a day because you want to be grown? You left three meals in a bed because you want to be your own man? You left three meals a day because you said I'm grown enough to do my own thing? Wow. The scripture said he came to his, his senses. He came to his sister and he, and he said that, that the people have three meals a day and I am here starving to death. What you said? Okay. I'm here starving to death. Now this is the part where he begins to think less than himself. I'm going back to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against God, and I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me as one of the hired hands. He got right up. Somebody read the next line. It was over. See, it's all right when you think that you're grown enough that you can do what you want to do. But when my one of my best things that I've said that I've always learned, experience is the best teacher. You know, don't drive that fast in that car. You're going to get a ticket. Don't go down that road. You're going to. I just told him before he left the house. I said, "Son, you know the road. Don't go down that road just like that." When he got back home, riding. 85, the man pulled him over. Gave him a ticket. Didn't I tell you that? Didn't I? See, you got to understand, experience is the best teacher. When you tell them to do something and they don't want to do it, they're going to, you may know, it doesn't happen to the rubber meets the road. Well, I feel like preaching now. So he rehearsed the story. And he said to himself, he said, I'm going back to my father's house. And you got to understand, at his father's house was safety. At his father's house, he had three meals and a bed. At his father's house, he had a ring, a robe, and some slippers. You got to understand what took place there. Now, and you got to hear this thing. God is ready to bless you, but are you ready to go back home to your father? Say yeah! Yeah! I gotta slow down. I gotta slow down. See what happened here. I'm talking to you about this text today, and today's topic is this: the Father awaits your return. 
You got to understand God. He's waiting on us, Clay. He's waiting on us to get back. You think you're grown enough to do what you want to do. But God is standing there and he's waiting on you. No matter what you've done, how you've done it, when you've done it, who you've done it with. God, he's waiting on you. Say it. story now this young man had in his mind sister that i'm big enough and bad enough to do what i want to do can't nobody tell me nothing but in the text shows the truth that when you get in want and when you get in need there ain't but one place you can go and that's to the father's house clap them hands and say yeah 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 ain't one place you can go ain't one place you need to go it's to the house of the lord when you see yourself in trouble run to jesus when you see yourself in want, run to jesus when you see yourself in need run to jesus ah he got it huh I've sent me for heaven. I'm no more worthy to be called your son. He said, bring me on. At the hard hand. Oh my. Oh my. In verse 20. And he arose. And he came. To his father. But when he was yet a great way off. His father saw him. I'm going to pause right there. Your mothers and your parents, you know your children scream. Some of y'all even know their walk. You know how they walk. You didn't walk them for all these years. And my boy there. And my girl right there. Yeah. That's how, that's, how, that's how you know them. You know them for years, so you know them. They grew up under your roof. So he says, I'm going back. Here it is. I'm going to rehearse the story. Now I goes back, and my father sees me, and this is the part where God steps in. The scripture says that the father saw him yet away far off. And yet he had what we call Compassion. He didn't say, boy, what you doing back here? You took everything I gave you and you left. Oh, yeah, you grown. No, he didn't. The text, did the text say that? The text didn't say that. The text didn't say that. Oh, did you, you look, yeah, yeah. The, the text, what the text said, when he saw him fall off, the scriptures say he had compassion. Then, as Pastor often say, this is the only text where we see a father running to a son. The scriptures say he ran to his son. Yeah. 
he got in a hurry. See, we know when our children need us. They'll show up at our door. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all kept that tomorrow. They'll show up at our door. Or they'll give us a call. Or when they're talking to us, there's a pause in their speech and you know something going on. Come on, y'all ain't going to talk to me. And you ask them a question, is everything all right? Well, well, mom, I need twenty dollars of gas. Okay, come on over here and get it. The father have compassion. See the shadow of God that you want to see there is how 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 a father has compassion for a son with him leaving, living a life of chaotic, nasty. You know, in this day and terms, he probably went to some places that you know a son that grew up. In, in the Bible, a son that grew up knowing the scriptures, he went to some places, apostle, that, you know, you and I would be scared to go to now. Went to the frolic house. A frolic house. Some of the old people know what I'm talking about, a frolic house. Yeah. He went to some places that, you know, Christians ought not go. And that's, that's, that's the part about thinking you're grown, that you can do everything you want to do when you think you can do it. By far, uh, listening is a great tool of God. Learn how to listen. Sit your feet at the table of some elderly people. The Bible says he called the young because they're strong. But then the scripture also says he, he called the old because they what? I, I, they know the way too. They done been there. Now, you ain't but 23, but you know more than me than I'm 50. I got a problem there. I mean, I mean, I might not get the math right. 23 and 50, there's like, what, 27 years there? About 27 years? I mean, I live here 27 years on the earth longer than you did, and you think you know more than me? That's a problem with me already. So here, his father sees him come, and he has compassion. Oh, my God. The compassion that we need when a loved one has left the house of God. The compassion we need that when somebody falls in sin, that we learn how to kiss them and love on them and take care of them and not shun them and tell them that you know you're going to be a sinner all the days of your life. You don't, you know, don't come back to the church of God, bring you to the altar and pray for you. What do you mean bring me to the altar and pray for me? If you're going to bring me to the altar, pray for me, pray for me in love, but don't do it in wrongness. Bring me to the altar and lay hands on me and tell me go and sin no more. That's what I'm talking about. That's the compassion that we got to have. We don't, we don't need to look on body and say, oh God, you dirty, you're not, you're out. You, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the love of God. That's not the compassion of God. You got to know that when God loved you so much that he looked beyond your faults, your deeds, your actions. God loved you just that way. He loved this boy the same way. You got to know that God loves you. So in his rehearsing, he says this, I'm not going to be his son no more. Can Joseph not be my son? That's not a way that he cannot be my son, apostle. For one of the key things, his mother and I had him. And the second is he's connected with us with the blood. Y'all, y'all see that? He's connected through the blood. He's in our bloodline. 
and you got to understand just what God sees. When God sees you coming, he has compassion. He sees somebody that's connected in the bloodline of him. God sees that you're coming down the street. He sees you walking to fall off. You might have had your head hung down, but God see, I see my child coming. I see my boy coming. He's on his way back to me. I'm going to meet him with love. I'm going to meet him with compassion. I'm going to meet him with joy because this is my son that was dead, but yet now he is alive. Clap your hands and say yeah. 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 And so what you got to see here, he said now the father said do this here the father said to the servants he said servants I want you to bring me the best robe I want you to put it on him and then I want you to bring me a ring and put it on his hand and then I want you to bring some shoes and put it on his feet you got to understand here he came back elder smith he didn't want to be part of the family but the the bible says here his father didn't let him think that no he had already had authority he was part of the bloodlines so even when he came back he had to be connected up and he had to get a robe 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 the father brings him a robe and what he was saying with that robe when he bought that robe he took that robe and he covered him What he was really saying was, I have pardoned you. Y'all ain't, I have made pardon with you. He said, what you did, son, when you thought you was, I'm not holding this against you. You're free, son. I understand you wanted to be gone. He said, what I'm doing, I'm giving you a robe. You have been pardoned. You are free. In the terminology of the scripture, it would be called the garment of praise. See, that's what happened, mother. His father saw him that he was messed up. But when he came back to the house of the Lord, he put a robe on him, which is called the garment of praise. Which means the vesture of righteousness or new life. You remember, you know, this is our story. This is how we say it. Man, I don't live my life in the world, man. I'm through with that. And, and when we say it that way, I'm changed now. So this is the same thing he said in his terminology. He said, I'm done with the world. I'm done with the world now. I'm going back to my father's house. His father gives him a robe to put on. He pardons him. He forgives him. He puts his robe on him. Then he gives him what we call a ring. He gives him a ring. Now he said he didn't want to be in no kind of authority manner. He said he wanted to be a slave. How could you be a slave when you already sitting in the bloodline of the seat of, of government? So the scripture said that they put a ring on him. The ring symbolized authority. It's a sign of forgiveness. It's a sign of wealth, positioning. It's a sign of honor. So now he said, I want to be like one of the slaves, but now when the slaves look at him, they still got to bow and respect his ring. 
See, when we think we're big enough to do what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, we go out there, we spend all our, our money and everything. When we come back to the house of God, get to his point, God still love us. I want you to get from this message today that I don't care what you've done to mess up. How do you mess up? Even if you mess up on last night. The Father is waiting on your return. Then he took and he put some shoes on him. But the scripture said he probably came back barefooted in my study. And his foot was aching and hurting. And their custom was to wash their feet and put sandals on them. So here it is. He done did what he was big enough to do, apostle. Lived like he wanted to live and became a citizen of another country. But the father waits his return. He's looking for his son. He don't know what day he's coming back. He don't know what moment he's coming back. He don't know what time he's coming back. But he know he's coming back. The Bible said, train up in the child in the way that he must go. <clears throat> and when they get old, they won't depart. How many of us have that same story? How many of us thought that we was grown and we and our parents raised us up in the house of the Lord? And we when we got grown up to go to the clubs and we got grown up to go do what we want to do, we did it. And I told y'all my story that I was riding along the seaboat. I was riding along there and I was with my partners. We were drinking. We were smoking dope. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, you're going to live or die. I heard that story. I heard that. And, and, and just like the prodigal sons, all of us have been in a prodigal son assimilation. Son. We have been in a place where we needed to go home to God. Will you make that same choice? The robe, the ring, the shoes. And finally, it said he killed the fatted calf. Now, it doesn't seem like this boy needs a celebration now. After all that he's done. It doesn't seem like he needs a celebration. That after all that he's done to his father. Ashamed his father's name. It doesn't seem like he needs that. But what you see in this text is that God is saying. I'm still going to give you a party when you come home. For my son was dead. And is alive again. He was lost. And is found. And they begin. To be. Merry. And the text I told you about from the first verse. It talks about losing a, a sheep. And going to get the 
99. You leave, you leave and you go get the 99. You lose a coin, you tear the house up. I mean, you done tore your house up before because you done lost something. You're trying to get that thing. You done lost. Something you done lost, you're trying to tear the house up to get it. But the, the one thing I want to show you is this. The son was lost, but the father never went looking for him. You got to return on your own. You got to make a conscious decision and say, I'm going back home to my father. Like on God, God is not going to force you to be saved. God is not going to force you to come and be, to give your hand to the pastor and give your heart to him. God is not going to do that. God is waiting on you to make a choice. God is waiting on you to return back to him. God is waiting on you to say, I'm, I, I, I'm done with this world. I'm done with, with sinning. I'm done with all this stuff. I'm on my way back to the Father. God is waiting on you to say, Lord, I'm, I'm coming back home. I, I, I want to be with you forever. And my closing is this. And I told you, I wasn't going to stay long. Now his eldest son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called a servant and asked, what does these things mean? And he said unto him, thy brother is come. And thy father had killed the fatted cow. Because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go. Therefore, came his father unto him, entreat him. And he answered and said, father, load these many years. Do I serve you? Neither transgress at any time commanded, and yet thou have never given me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But soon as thy son. He didn't say my brother right there. See, I want you to understand that even when you come back home, sometimes family members that don't count you out and that they don't disrespect you, they won't even respect you for coming back home. He said, but soon as thy son was come, which had devoured thy livings, with harlots that has killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. And all that I have is thine. It was me, it was meant that we should meet, make merry, and be glad, for thy brother was dead. And is alive again. 
and was lost and was now found. I pose a question to you. Can you see yourself in the text? We all had to make up our minds, sis, to decide to go back to God's house. So the question I would ask today, have you made up your mind? Have you made up your mind to be saved for eternity? Have you made up your mind to come back to God's house? Have you made up your mind to say, God, I'm, I'm done with everything, but I'm coming back to your house. I want to be called your son again. Have you made up your mind today? Because the father awaits your return. And we see in the text that there's nothing that we've done so wrong. Wanted that we can't go back to God. Because he's waiting on us. He's waiting on you. I want you to get that in your head. He's waiting on us. To waste us means this. To wait for. To expect. Or to be looking for. And return means this. To come or to go back to a place or a person. Will you come today? If you don't know him, if you haven't given your life to him today, will you come today? I'm, I'm done preaching. The father awaits you today. He's waiting on your return. He's waiting you to come back to him. He's waiting you to say, Lord, forgive me. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on to put a, a robe on you. He's waiting to put the ring on you. He's waiting to put the shoes on your feet. He's waiting on you. Will you come? Is there anybody in here today that's not saved? Is there anybody in here today that say, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm tired of the world. I'm I'm tired of sinning. I'm I'm tired of doing wrong. I'm tired of doing this and I'm tired of doing that. Is anybody in here today that said, you know, Lord God, I I, want to I want to get my life right. I want to I want to live saved for eternity. I want to be I want to be your son for eternity. I want to come back to you. I want to give up everything to get back to you. Or have we joined ourselves as a citizen of Thank you for joining us for the word today. We pray that it has been a blessing to your life. We invite you to join us in worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We are located at 841 Crossgate Road in Port Wentworth, Georgia, 31407. We hope to see you soon.